You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's up, guys? This is Talking the Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Livesey, joined by my co-host tonight, Dalton Miller and Cole Patterson. We are shortly going to be joined by a very special guest as one of our favorite players in this class and one of the top interior defense alignment in this class, Aleem McNeil, uh, NC State defensive tackle, is going to join the show. We're going to have him in for an interview. We can't wait to have him on. Um, the dude's just a monster. He's six foot two, 325, 335 pounds. He rushes a passer. He plays the run. He can take double teams. He is the absolute perfect fit for anyone needing an interior defensive lineman. But as we know, a lot of people are Cowboys fans listening to this. He fits perfect in this Cowboys defense and Dan Quinn. What do you guys think of Aline before we have him on? Yeah, very disruptive defensive lineman that's producing is some really top competition. Um, I think he's, I mean, People are arguing who's the best defensive tackle in, in this year's draft with Barmore is an option. I think he's right up there. Um, he's a guy that, as you mentioned, Cowboys fans need to be aware of just because of there's a whole of defensive tackle. So why not go ahead and, and take this guy and plug him in in the middle and see what he can do. Um, so I think I, I'm a big fan of his. I know you are too. So I'm excited to talk to him. So full transparency we're recording this intro after we've already had him on. Um, and that's fine. You know, a lot of podcasts do that because then they can kind of preview what's about to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, what's about to happen is just a whole hell of a lot of fun because we got off the railroad tracks here and started talking about baseball and barbecue and a whole music. bunch of other weird music. Um, and so yeah. this will be a little bit different than the ones that you have heard in the past from us. But it's a good little change-up. Offensive, defensive linemen are always, always characters. Um, and Ali McNeil is no different. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, I love when you guys hear this. Obviously, like Dalton said, this is post-recorded after the interview. But these are my favorite interviews. When you, you can talk football, you can talk ball, you can get into the serious part of it. But then you just, like Dalton said, kind of get off the tracks a little bit and start going into – you know, barbecue, baseball, music, like that's when it gets fun. We had a lot of fun with them. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I have film grades and my film grades, he's a top three interior defense alignment for me. And he's just going to test out of this world. Um, there's some little hints in this interview here where he's going to talk about what his numbers are hopefully going to look like and I think they'll impress you just as much as his tape and just as much as his personality will so you guys tune in as Aleem McNeil NC State defensive tackle is joining the show what's up Aleem how you doing man 
Yeah, yeah, how about yourself? We are hanging in there in with Dalton and Cole, of course. We uh, have Aline McNeil, NC State defensive tackle with us tonight. We're pumped to have you on, one of our favorite players in this class, one of the best defensive tackles in this draft class. I mean, I want to start with uh, where are you currently training at right now and kind of what are you working on as this uh, whole crazy offseason progresses? Well, I'm at the Sports Academy in Thousand Oaks, California. I've been out for about three and a half weeks now. Um, end of this week would be the cl- uh, completion of the third. But um, really, I'm just working on my body, uh, getting body fat down, uh, muscle mass up, my speed, my quickness, and flexibility, um, just to overall um, improve myself as an athlete. So, you know, with that, what, what was your playing weight, you know, when you were in school? What is your goal target um, for, for your playing weight? Uh, my playing weight, I was 335 because um, I had to play at zero. So I had a little bit mm-hmm. more weight because I had to take more doubles and triple teams and stuff every game. <laughs> um, Did you say 325 or 335? I was 335. You, you were 335 this year? Yeah. <laughs> and you still moved like that? Yeah. All right, so and you're getting more flexible, more athletic. All right, so, so yeah, I've right. already dropped. I've already dropped seven pounds since I've been here, and my body fat went down three percent already. So like, let me get back to what I was when I came in. Um, my goal weight is three fifteen, three ten, three fifteen range to get back down there. That's when I felt most explosive, most power, speed, or whatnot. So, um, I know you said you were playing at three thirty five because you were playing the the nose zero. What, yeah. What, do you think that's kind of where you'll be at the next level, or do you want to play more? Is that penetrating three technique or both? Uh, well, at the next level, I'll play anything they want me to play, um, honestly. So I, I wouldn't say that's where I want to play. I'm just wherever they need me as well I'll go. Do you, you don't have a preference, though? Would you rather be rushing the passer or taking on those doubles more? No, nah, I really don't have a preference. I just like to lie. <laughs> word, word. So you, I know you said you're working on your flexibility, your athleticism, you know, dropping body fat, all that. Um, I know the combine just had a big wrench thrown in it, so it sounds like it might could just be a pro day type of deal. You don't have any details on when your pro day is yet, do you? Uh, no, I don't have any details. I was, I'm actually going to talk to my strength coach from school later today to see what they have information-wise about that. Cool, cool, cool. Do you have any goals set for yourself as far as what you want to run and jump and all that? You don't have to share them if you don't want to, but – um, just to maximize myself, uh, I do have some goals set in mind. I don't want to share them though, but I do have some pretty crazy goals in my mind. So hopefully they all plan out. Yeah, that's- NC State's been a, uh, you know, been a program that's produced a lot of elite defensive talent over the years. So have, have any of them reached out to you through the draft process to uh, kind of have you like dig their brains at all, to figure out what you need to do? Um, through interviews, yeah. through training, anything like that? I talk like to that? those guys all the time. Uh, I was talking to them when I first got to State because um, they're just cool guys. They're not really like the type that, you know, we're in the league now. We don't have to worry about you. No. They mm-hmm. talk to um, everybody on the team. They're cool guys, though. Um, I talked to Chubb not too long ago, actually, uh, maybe about a week ago. But, um, yeah, I talked to them about this process. Um, they've gave me great pointers, and I've just followed their advice so far. So, so, you know, going back a little bit to the testing, I mean, just looking at what you were as a recruit and you get on ESPN and you see some of the numbers that you put up coming out of school and seeing how your body has progressed and how your play has gone, do you think, you know, that you might be looking at something like that is on your ESPN recruiting site for a 40-yard dash? Uh, faster than that. Uh, that faster than that? Yeah. 
All right. Definitely faster than that. Because <laughs> my running form, um, I didn't have running form and speed training and stuff then. Um, I'm, I'm a lot faster than where I was coming out of high school. Yeah. I know you played a lot of – you were a linebacker, running back in high school. Um, going into NC State is – when was the transition made that you were going to play defensive line and bulk up and play the, the defensive tackle role? Oh, I already – like, those were – my offers were defensive line. Okay. I already knew I was going to play D-line. So, it wasn't like a transition and said, oh, so now I'm switching positions. I already knew what I was going to play. Um, so, it, it, was, it wasn't really that bad for me. Because um, I had great guys in front of me, like Andreas Bryant was there, Lorel was there. Um, then I had, like, Darren Roseborough, James, and all of them were still there. Um, we had a great coach. And I just listened and learned every day. I was kind of drinking from a fire hose at first because I, I had never played the position. So right. I was I kind of lost for about the first two days. And after that, I just really caught on. Um, and everything really clicked for me, D-line-wise, my sophomore year, the last game of my sophomore year was UNC. That's when stuff started to click for me and then carried over into this year. So, all right. So, you said that you were just starting to get it at the end of last year. I was watching throughout the year because, obviously, we we do NFL draft stuff. I was watching Murchison, and I went into the game not knowing any of y'all's numbers. I like to see, like, who are dudes. You know, does anybody stand out? And this number 29 in the middle. Just I remember you tweeted that at the yeah, I mean, I've been a fan of yours since since day one, and it was from you know watching him, um, and so it's really cool to see all of this go full circle, um, to be able to get to speak with you uh, about all of this. Then obviously, like knowing how great of an athlete you are at the position already, and to know like you've only been playing this position still for three years and your role is going to continue to change, I'm sure, at the next level because, I mean, you're just too explosive to hang out in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Don, I don't know if you remember, but actually we had Laurel on. He was like our last interview last year, and I remember him mentioning your name. We are talking about all the talent on NC State, and he was like, yeah, just wait until Aleem comes out next year. You guys will be really – you know, he didn't say come out next year, but he was like, wait until you guys mm-hmm. dive into his tape because he was like, he's going to be one that you guys like a lot. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was cool when you did declare. I was like, we got to get him on because we had Laurel Murchison on at the end of last year, um, and he was really, really complimentary about your game. Appreciate that. Um, I, I didn't, I never saw that one, but yeah, I do appreciate that. So, from from a technical standpoint, is there anything that you're really trying to work on going into the NFL? Is it something you know with your hands? Are you trying to you know firm up your base against double teams? Is it something that's mental? Is there something that you're still trying to really work on? Um, really everything. Um, I'm kind of honing more on exploding more. Better, I, I feel like I can explode better off of blocks. Like when a double, when a guard comes and attacks me, and I have the center, and he goes off to like the linebacker or whoever, I feel like I can explode and escape faster than what I did. Um, so I've really been working on like explosive movements. Um, I've been working on really getting my legs and my like calves and stuff really toned and strong and explosive as I can, um, as long as working like shoulder stability and stuff like that too. Uh, and my core, obviously. But um, I feel like I can explode off blocks faster. Maybe before plays, diagnose it a little bit better to see what's going on. Maybe see the formations a little bit quicker. Because um, I, I can see a formation and put out a play, but I just want to be able to do it quicker. 
Um, and then pass rush moves, of course, all pass rush moves. So, so what was your primary read um, as the the zero tech there? It what was your what were your keys? Um, to keep it, I, to be honest, I didn't have any because I was playing a zero. Yeah, so I was reading the center. But what I did was every week I would watch the guards, um, their feet alignment, if they pointed their head in or pointed out, uh, if they were light on their hands, heavy on their hands. If uh, a lot, What I gave it away for a lot of guys is they'll cheat their split down. So the guard on the right will cheat a split down and the guard on the other side will widen out a little bit if they're going that way. Right. So that's how I knew I could play play side on that play. And then I give the linebacker a hip tap. I know I'm playing a play side, so he can shoot the backside gap. Um, but I didn't really have any keys because I was a zero. So I was just reading whatever way the center went is where I was going. And nice. I could play either A gap. So, like, I can't get reached in that um, technique. But I was playing either A gap. So I didn't really have any keys. I just kind of made stuff for myself. My favorite thing about watching your tape was a lot of people think nose tackles, zero techs, they're, they don't have any pass rush. You know, it's like, oh, he's just there to eat up space, you know, fill up gaps and let the linebackers make plays. But you consistently lived in backfields, um, whether it was just, you know, just pushing pockets or using pass rush moves to get in the backfield and knocking quarterbacks off their mark. Is that something that you really want to prove to evaluators and to people throughout this process is that like, I'm not just a big run defender. Like I'm a pass rusher. I'm going to get after quarterbacks. You know, I know you had really nice sack numbers in your sophomore year. Um, you just kind of want to prove that you're a three down player in the, in the league, not just a guy who can eat up, eat up, eat up space. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to prove myself that um, I can play every down they need me to play um, the whole game if they need me to. Um, Cause it was kind of hard this year. Whenever I did get, like, a one-on-one or, like, I split a double team, that wasn't that good. Um, I, I usually got back to the backfield. But most of the time, I was getting double teams and triple teams, and it's kind of hard to pass rush on that, honestly. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I do want to uh, make sure that it's known that I prove myself that I can play all downs, pass rush, uh, run, all of that. So. If you were scouting yourself, what would you say are your – it's your biggest – is your best trait. Like, what would you point to that – what would you sell scouts to um, when you go through the draft process? What's the one thing that you think you're best at? I uh, said my motor. Um, every play, I'm striking somebody. Every play. And I'm mm-hmm. running down the ball, making plays the, the best to the best of my ability. Like, if it's obviously, if it's too far away, I probably won't get there. But yeah. um, my motor, I'm just always striking to have hands on every play. Is there any player, any defensive lineman that you like to watch film of in this in the NFL or whether it be like Bradley Chubb or anybody else that you model your game after or that you try to take um, some things away from? Well, honestly, I've watched just about every front in the NFL um, collectively through my three years at State. I just sat there and watched the guys play. But um, my favorite to watch is actually Fletcher Cox. Um, just the way he's ex- he explodes off the ball and just destroys people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's not something that's seen because people are always looking at like the skill guys and whatnot. But I definitely peep it. Like he gets off the ball and strikes. And obviously Aaron Donald. Um, Aaron Donald's just like a different breed. We're kind of I wouldn't say with a similar play style because he's like, he's like more finesse guy. Um, but Fletcher Cox is who I like watching the most. Okay. We're a, uh, we do the NFL draft, but we do a lot of Cowboys work too. So we've been in desperate need of a defensive tackle of your caliber for probably like the last 25 years. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so we'd be, we'd be sitting here lying if we weren't really crossing our fingers that they're, uh, they're really getting into your tape and, and, you know, digging into your stuff and hopefully going to be interviewing you at your pro days and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I was curious as an underclassman, who's not going, you know, there's not a, there's a senior bowl, but you're, you know, as an underclassman, you're not going to that. Have you been contacted by teams so far? Like, are people starting to reach out to you and your agent to kind of see where you're at with your workouts? Maybe even like trying to get some video of your workouts? Um, they've contacted my agent, not me personally. Um, cause I was actually talking to my agent the other day. They usually do it by class. So they do all like the senior guys, like the older guys first right. and they get to the underclassmen. And, um, we, they're, we're really just three ways into training. So I'm not really like bugging. I'm just here to work out and get better. Um, honestly, but they have reached out to my coaches at school and to my agents. And they'll tell me sometimes, but I, I really tell them not to tell me because I don't, <laughs> I don't really need to know right now. I just need to focus on getting better and getting my body to the best of my ability. Um, but yeah, they have reached out to not me personally, but to agents and coaches. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. And I'm just curious, before we get too far away of, away from like your play at NC State and all that, I'm just curious as watching a guy who watches interior defense alignment and loves guys who can rush the passer, which you obviously can, what is your favorite pass rush move to use? Um, I know it kind of depends on what you're seeing from offensive linemen setting, setting guys up, using your keys, but like what's the one move that you want to go to to, you know, get that pressure, get that sack on a, you know, big third down? Yeah, so I'll give it out of like different techniques. So like if I'm in a zero, head up on a center, I usually try to bait them with like a jab 
to either side to like a almost like hitting a crossover in basketball. Right. Um, hit like a double crossover move type with my footwork and try to throw him off balance. Or I like to snatch pull uh, to his snap hand because it's hard for them to snap and get it back. Um, right. So I like to snatch pull to the snap hand. If I was in a one tech, I'd probably attack that edge with like a dent rip and a club arm over um, as best I could or like dent rip club arm over. If he baits it and gets in front of me, just spin, move off of it. And then at a three, I just like snatch pull, honestly. Snatch pull or bull long arm. So, but occasionally, the spin move, I use it sometimes. You really just got to set it up with power, power, and then just set it up with attacking one edge, and then you go in and attack that edge, spin out. So, Yeah, you know, in this, you know, weird year with all the unknown in the offseason, what went into the decision to declare early, and did it make it more difficult the situation that you just went through with the kind of COVID year, um, or did it make it easier? Um, I f- it didn't make it any different, honestly, um, than any other year. I just felt like it was the best opportunity for me to go to the next level, and I feel like I'm going to showcase my talents for any team on the next level, um, playing against the best players in the world. Um, I felt like it was my time. I feel like I was ready to do so. Did uh did you talk to the draft committee about uh you know a, a round grade or anything and did you get an answer back from them? Um, I did. I got one. It was like beginning of the season. I can't remember what it was. It was like a third or fourth round grade. That is one of like what our staff members at state was telling me about. Um, and then I was like, okay, I think I can definitely up that. So I just went put my head down with the work. Um, but not after the season. I didn't get one. I knew I wanted to leave out. Um, I knew it, uh, I could play at the next level with the best guys. So, I want to get into a little bit. We talked about it before we started recording, but you were a big high school recruit baseball player too. Um, was there any thoughts uh, about playing college baseball as well as college football, or was it football all the way for you? No. Nah, um, actually, freshman year, I was working out and training with the baseball team in the spring. Um, I had been to a bunch of practices and workouts, bank case awesome. sessions, everything. But what happened was my – I was supposed to take English in the summer when I first got there, and like summer one and summer two, and it didn't get set up that way. So they, I had my English in the spring, and it was it's almost impossible to play baseball games right. three times a week and have English, write papers or whatnot. Freshman year, English is different, obviously. Um and so I just couldn't do it. I didn't have the time to do it. And then I had to do spring football, too. So this just didn't work out. And so I just put my head down and focus on football. So I don't want to get too far into the baseball stuff because obviously that's not uh, not what you're working towards. But um, you played showcase baseball for the Dirtbags organization. Um, I coach a showcase baseball team as well. So I know that that whole high school career, all your summers and falls are busy <laughs> playing in showcase tournaments. Yeah. I'm curious to ask you these two questions. The first one I know is what what requires more work? Is it the football training or the baseball showcase training? And then what sport do you think is more difficult to play um, at a high level? Obviously playing with the dirtbags and showcase organization, you're playing college level guys almost every mm-hmm. weekend on the field. What what sport do you think is more difficult? And then which one requires more work to succeed at? Um, I would say football definitely – will require more training, um, like weight room training and technical stuff too on the field, like hitting sleds and working on your lockout and stuff like that. Baseball is 
super technical, as you know. Um, you have to have the correct swing form, and you can't overturn your hips and stuff like that. But I would say training-wise, football is more – and I would say football on a college level is a more difficult sport because um, there's, there's crazy athletes on the diamond, too, in baseball for college baseball. But, like, there's just some guys you see playing college football, you're just like – he could probably go to the next level the next day, like, and then be freshening right. out there. So I'd say football is more difficult on the college level. Do you, you remember what your exit velocity was for baseball? I don't. Um, I, I did it one time. I, where was I at? I was at this facility by my house in Raleigh, like where I stayed at. Um, I can't remember the name of the facility. But if I can get the name of that and get the, the velocity, I'll send it to you because I'm yeah. pretty sure <laughs> you still have it. Yeah, I love, I love it was to see crazy that. though. Yeah, I'm it was sure it was crazy. Upper nineties, close to hundred. So yeah, it was crazy. I was crushing the ball that day. <laughs> I remember it. That's awesome, man. So you know, you just brought it up. You're from Raleigh. Uh, you obviously went to NC State, which is in Raleigh. Uh, did you have any thoughts of leaving? Um, I did actually. My recruitment was kind of crazy. So, like, the night I was committing – or, like, the night of – because I was committing the next morning. So, the night of um, – night before, I was in bed. It was one twenty-six in the morning. And I'm about to commit at 10 o'clock to NC State. And I get um, a text from – it was – I can't remember his name. He was the outside linebackers coach for Bama. And they had extended me an offer. And I'm like – Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just in the bed. It's like one thirty, and my parents are asleep. So I'm just like, I can't even. I'm not about to wake them up because of that. So I went to the next morning. I showed them the next morning, and then we're like, wow. But then I was like, I can't do that. That was the only time I ever thought about going out of state. I was like, wow. They didn't have oh to do gosh. that. And so I just went ahead and committed to state. It was a great um, choice. But that was the only time I ever thought about going out of state. I knew I wouldn't just stay in Raleigh to play college ball. So. I was so, gonna say, if it was like any other school, you'd probably be like, "Nah, NC State's it." But yeah. since it's Bama, you're like, Alabama. I, yeah. I just had to consider it. For like <laughs> yeah, no, minutes. for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no, no yeah. doubt. Um, so you know, living in Raleigh, did you get to stay at home? Did you get your own place? Um, when did you, you know, make that transition? Um, just because I, looking at the city, my my wife went to to NC State, so I know it a little bit. Um, where were your favorite places to go? you know, around mm-hmm. Raleigh, um, and uh, how much are you going to miss it when you end up leaving? Um, so, I went home just about, like, whenever I felt like it. So, like, it would be 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'd just drop home because it was, like, 15 minutes away. So, I rarely ever stayed at the house, though, because I had my own apartment on campus. So I was, And it, it was just something about it. I couldn't stay at home no more. It was boring. <laughs> but, um Favorite places to go because I grew up in Raleigh. I've really been everywhere, but I like the North Hills area. I like going out there to eat, chill out. Um, Crabtree Mall is always somewhere I go to shop, and Triangle Mall. I really like going to South Point Mall in Durham. It's a little bit bigger, but um, I really everywhere in Raleigh is really chill. Yeah. It's a lot different in here. Everything here is fast paced. I, I can't stay here, but <laughs> um, everything in Raleigh is pretty chill. Um, and then what was your last question? I can't remember what it was. Oh, am I going to miss it? Yeah. Um, definitely going to miss Raleigh. Yeah. A hundred percent. I stayed there my whole life, 20 years. I'm yeah. definitely going to miss Raleigh. 
So you said it. You've been there 20 years. You're not a small human being. I assume you eat barbecue. What's the best barbecue joint there? It used to be Q-Shack at North Hills, but they got rid of Q-Shack, and I don't know where it went. And so there's this other place by my house. I want to say it's that's bad. I don't know it because they have my high school jersey up there. <laughs> but not Capitol <laughs> Grill. I should have just not said that because I can't remember the name, but it's this grill place. It's this uh, barbecue place by my house. It's really good. And my jersey's up there. I should know the name of it, but. Yeah, that's pretty. If I get the name of Los Santos, what? What? Yeah. Uh, have you been? Have you traveled a lot throughout? I mean, obviously you travel a lot for football, but like outside of football, like free time, have you traveled a lot around the country? Um. Well, if it was for outside of sports, no. Right. But for because most of our traveling went through baseball, so like every time we were tired of running, went on vacation was baseball. So Fort Myers, you spend a lot of time in Fort Myers. I've been everywhere, <laughs> everywhere for baseball. So. Yeah. I work at the. Um, I worked with the Mississippi State football team, and we were obviously supposed to play y'all this year. Would have been pretty yeah. cool to uh, see y'all match up against an SEC offensive line. See how that would have gone. But since it didn't happen and all that, um, I guess where, what's the coolest atmosphere, coolest like stadium that you played in, and what was like the biggest game that you got to play in? Whether it be like, against an SEC school or against like a Clemson, or what was what was what's one game, one stadium that like stands out to you? Clemson, a thousand percent. This is like, it's not even. That, I wouldn't say that's the biggest game, but that's the craziest atmosphere to play in. Yeah. Playing at Clemson is just. You go out in the field and you're just okay. Yeah, I'm at Clemson. Once they start spelling out yeah. Clemson, see, mm-hmm. hell, that's when it hit me. That was my <laughs> freshman year. I was like, okay, I'm at Clemson. Um, you like, I just yourself like, a little bit. Like, huh? You had to pinch yourself a little bit. A, a little bit. I was like. Oh, that's good. Okay, we're at Clemson. And one of my boys <laughs> is on the other team, um, Dexter Lawrence. I grew up with him and his little brother. Um, so, like, it was just like, wow, he go to Clemson. That's crazy. And was just – the game was just struck me. Like, while I was playing the game, I'm like, hey, well, I'm really playing against Clemson. I used to use him on Road to Glory all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. Our biggest game, or my most favorite, I guess, was freshman of uh, UNC. That was one of our bigger games because it was in the rain and mud versus UNC. Rivalry game. Yeah, rivalry game. So, every game really against UNC was like the craziest atmosphere to play in. All right, I only got one more question. I don't know what the other guys got, but but what do you do in your free time when you're not playing football, you're not traveling for baseball tournaments, you're not preparing for the draft? Like, what's what, what are you doing in your free time? Music, 100% of the music. time. You music. Play, like, you listening to music or making music? Making um, I'm actually about to do some right after this, but I make music. Um, you, I'll play out some do? of my songs. What do you do? Uh, I make rap, hip-hop rap music. And okay. I, I make my own beats. Um, sometimes I have, like, beats made by one of my friends. Um, he's on the state football team, Dante. Um, and I usually record at his studio, but most of the time I record with my stuff. Um, I have it here with me, actually. Come on, let's, my, hear let's hear it. Let's hear it. What, my music? Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let me find it. This, this is, is the, the this is the content we live for. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Hold on. Can I hear it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this is you. Yeah. I have hold on, I'm trying to see how many songs I have on. One, two, three, four. I have seven songs of Apple Music. 
This is this one's our most popular. It's got like twelve thousand plays now. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna skip a little bit. Speed this up. That's you right there. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like it. They used to, they used to play in the stadium, and but not all the time. What, uh, is, it, is it just under your name? Like, where can people find it? It's under Dream. Um, I'll send it to you. Send actually. it to him. Yeah. We'll put, we'll put that out there. We'll, we'll hopefully get you yeah. some more. Uh, well, I, I guarantee you we'll get you some more downloads. I got you. <laughs> Y'all got anything else for him? Man, no. Thanks for coming on. How do you Thank compare your, uh, your music skills to your football skills? You said what? How do you compare your music skills to your football skills? Oh, football is definitely higher. <laughs> <laughs> football is higher. People like my people say my music is good, but like, I just can't say it is. I don't know why I can't. I just like I'm do it for fun. But yeah. football is definitely better. <laughs> skills are. Yeah, you're like I'll kick your ass on the football field. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, cool, dude. I I really do appreciate it. This was awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. I I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think you know. You're one of our top players for the in this class and for the defensive tackle group for sure. Um, and we're, we were pumped to have you on. We got you, and we're we're excited to, you know, see you grow throughout the process. So uh, we're we're yeah. gonna be we're gonna be rooting for you hard throughout these next few months. And yeah, Dal- ho- ho- listen, Dallas is a nice city. You're really gonna Dallas like it is here. a great city. <laughs> I love Dallas. Yo, if you live I've heard up, a lot about Dallas actually. You, you live up north of Frisco, where the the training facility and everything is. Any you got area. horse farms, and it's as slow as you want it to be. Is it really? Gotta keep it slow. Uh, up north. Yeah. Like you gotta get you gotta get out of the city. Yeah, North I mean, Dallas. Yeah. But uh-huh. you know, being in being in Frisco, it's it's a little bit slower. Mm. I guess. Well hopefully you'll be wearing that two nine in Dallas. Um maybe it'll yeah. have to be a, I guess yeah. it'll have to be a nine two, but uh, yeah, can, we, definitely can we talk about that? Like why why are we in, in the year of our Lord 2021 still trying to tell people what numbers they can and cannot wear? 29 looks sick. And I, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like outside of offensive way. line, why does, why does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't, don't, don't know to eligible. Is 2-9 your favorite number? Or is, there, is there a reason for that? Or? <laughs> yeah, that's the reason for it. Um, I used to be – in high school, I was number 25. And mm. my sophomore year, um, and but that jersey got too little, so I had to wear twenty nine, <laughs> and it just, I just stuck with twenty nine. Oh, <laughs> you just needed to stick in the twos because you were playing running back and linebacker. So yeah, it, it, I, it, I was like, I'm not like, I didn't want to do like forties number and a fifties number. So. <laughs> I love that. Well, yeah. awesome. Funny we're, not gonna, awesome. we're not going to take up any more of your time. We appreciate you coming on. And oh, good. We maybe we can get you back on later on the process after all the hectic stuffs happened and really really pick your brain some more. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Awesome, man. Well, awesome, thanks so man. much. Uh, we'll, thank uh, you. we'll talk soon and uh, let's stay in touch. All right, thank y'all. Thank y'all yeah, for having yeah, me. Yeah, man. Have a good one. You too, bro. Thanks. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. 
Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd Call mom? No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.